Good afternoon, everyone. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. Gorgeous day today. Hopefully it stays like that. There is a chance maybe for some rain in the evening, but it's going to be a good-looking week as we get towards the long weekend. That's all courtesy of CP24. Um, There's one story. There is one story today with 400 different tentacles. Um, There is the baseball ramifications. There is the morality conversation, which needs to be had. Roberto Osuna, listen, you probably know it already, has been traded from the Blue Jays to the Houston Astros. In return, the Jays get Ken Giles, who at one point was their closer, but this guy has uh, has been horrible for the last 10 months, and two pitching prospects. And the research I've done is both guys are fairly good prospects, but again, no one has any idea or how to project. So that is the baseball part of this deal. We'll start on the Blue Jays' end before we get on to Houston. This was a great deal for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think most people are happy about this. And yes, we have to say innocent until proven guilty. And with Roberto Osuna, he is, his lawyer said he has never admitted to doing anything wrong. He took the 75-game suspension for domestic abuse by baseball. He said he took it, he accepted it, but that, it, that was not an admission of guilt. This all goes back to the charges laid on him back on May 8th for domestic abuse. And he goes back to court tomorrow. This is still unresolved. But this was the best deal that's been done by Ross Atkins and Shapiro because there was not a lot of teams that were interested in Roberto Suna. Do you know how I know that? Because you could have gotten far more for Roberto Osuna if this was just a straight baseball deal. He's 23 years old. He's been spectacular for the Jays since he arrived in his rookie year in 2015 at the age of 20. Do you remember those days? Oh, my God. I remember watching important summer games in New York. One run, two run games. And Osuna came in. And immediately shut down the Yankees in New York as a 20-year-old on a team that suddenly found itself competitive. But this had to be done. From you know a pure morality standpoint, when you you know hear the details of what is floating out there, Osuna had to go. And this is not about the idea of deny this individual a chance for a second chance. But it doesn't mean the individual gets to choose the manner in which where he works, where he plays, and what his second chance will maybe look like. That'll depend on him. But there was a lot of teams that stayed away from Roberto Osuna. And this is a massive Massive risk. Let's let's first hear from uh, from Tim Kirkshen. Tim Kirkshen um, from ESPN. This was him late last night saying he was surprised by the Osuna deal. That the Astros would take a chance on somebody who's serving a 75-game suspension, and he's going to be rusty, not to mention what's he going to be like mentally, physically when he shows up. 
this is confusing to me why the Astros would do this. And we'll get to that because it is confusing. Houston won the World Series last year. You know, this is even different with the Cubs, with Oraldos Chapman. And I'm not here to compare one person's domestic abuse versus another because they're all horrible and disgusting. But from a baseball standpoint, at least the Cubs are incredibly desperate, the most desperate franchise in professional sports in North America. And just with the Me Too movement and where we are now in terms of mindset, how much we've learned, how much we're still learning, and the reset, the very needed reset when it comes to domestic abuse and how we consume it, it's so different today on the final day of July of 2018 versus when the Cubs traded for Chapman from the Yankees. Or before that, when the Reds traded Chapman to New York back in 2015. But let's stick with Tim Kirkshen for another second. He talks about what I think a lot of people are focused on, on the optics on this Osuna deal. They can't like the optics of this deal. Um, And I don't know how anyone can really like the optics of this. Um, When a domestic dispute is is first and foremost here, that's very tricky stuff to begin with. And I think we still have to wait until the entire legal case is finalized we have to see where things are on august the 5th and then we go from there but this has to make a bunch of bunch of people uncomfortable um i'm uncomfortable talking about this because i don't know all the facts of this but clearly the astros have done they have to have done their research on this to make sure they're getting somebody who's going to be able to pitch for them um when his time is up uh, with his suspension, but this is uh, very tricky stuff. It is tricky, and it is it is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because we don't know all the facts, and we like to believe in the idea of innocent until proven guilty. However, this was a great deal for the Blue Jays. That's my feeling. Um, I'm throwing it out there on Twitter, and I'd love to know your thoughts. At mcause56 is where you can hit me up. Simple question. Are you happy that the Jays have traded Roberto Osuna? You can vote. And also, I'd love to hear your explanations. So far, 62% say yes. 38% say no. And there are some people that were upset by the even the wording of this question. That I did it as, you know, are you happy? One person tweets in, oh my God, or excuse me, Osuna beat up a woman, so how is this even a question? The real question is, did you really want a woman-beating piece of trash on your team? That is the sort of emotion, rightfully so, you are going to get on this story. Patrick writes in, it had to be done. The return doesn't even matter. Osuna couldn't stay a Blue Jay. Part of this is... I'm not happy, like, in the end of the day, there are no winners here. You know, because if you want, you could look at the Blue Jays and go, oh, they could have just released them all together. If it was purely about morality. If it was morality and nothing else, well, you could just release them. But no, they still were able to leverage and get some pieces back. And for the Jays, it makes sense, because it's about just accumulate as many young arms, build up the farm system, do whatever it takes so that three, four years down the road, you can compete and you can have talent that you can throw against the Yankees and the Red Sox. But there are really no winners in this deal. 
I mean, if you look at the Jays talking, if we talk with the Jays about what they got or what they didn't, I'm surprised they got what they did because think about this. Think about other teams that passed up on Osuna. Listen to Buster Olney. Buster Olney, who was on Landsberg in the morning, talked about how the, you know, all the teams that passed on Osuna. I can tell you flat out that a number of other teams had looked at this and they decided to pass, and the Astros didn't. And they have ceded the high ground uh, no matter what happens moving forward. And then listen to Buster on this one. This is strong. On the Astros' statement. And, you know, you knew, of course, this was going to come out. You know, uh, that Houston had to have, you know, their statement about why they're doing what they did. And, by the way, if you go to their Twitter account, and start reading the reactions. And, yes, it needs to be said. Twitter represents a very small percent of the fan base. But here was the uh, first, here is the statement from Jeff Lunau, the general manager and president of the Houston Astros. We are excited to welcome Asuna to our team. The due diligence by our front office was unprecedented. We are confident that Asuna is remorseful, has willfully complied with all consequences related to his past behavior, has proactively engaged in counseling, and will fully comply with our zero-tolerance policy related to abuse of any kind. Roberto has some great examples of character in our existing clubhouse that we believe will help him as he and his family establish a fresh start as he continues with the Houston Astros. We look forward to Osuna's contributions as we head back into the back half of the season. Now, in there is zero tolerance policy. I don't know how you can have a zero tolerance policy and bring in Roberto Osuna. Well, here's Buster Olney's. Uh, you don't need to read between the lines what Buster had to say about that. Uh, and their statement that they put out last night was absurd, uh, where you talk about uh, a zero-tolerance policy and how they expect Asuna to live up with it at the exact same time that he's serving a suspension under the domestic violence policy. It's ridiculous. It's true. It is ridiculous. Um, and for Houston, I'm going to get into in the next segment the the psychology that is going on with the GM, Jeff Lunau, because We've interviewed him before. He's been on this station. I've talked to him in the past. He is a very smart guy. But you're bringing in someone who is coming off a 75-game suspension for domestic violence, a part of the, uh, under MLB's domestic violence policy. And you're already a damn good team. Yes, I know you need a closer. But you can get closers out there. They're all over the place. That's not the position, you know, that's you know, the hardest thing to do is to get, you know, a top-of-the-order pitcher to get, you know, the, the number, uh, to help fill it the four-hole, to get the guy that can bring in runs. The closer is a lot easier. And what if, you know, we find out more? The court case is ongoing. More evidence gets out there, then what? And what about the locker room? How will other players and families feel about Osuna being part of this team? For the Blue Jays, all of this is now gone. And there's part of it that does feel dirty. That, all right, we're going to sweep this problem away. Just, uh, all right, your problem now. However, on the other side, it's not the Blue Jays' responsibility to rehabilitate Roberto Osuna. It's Osuna's responsibility and it's up to him and his friends and his family and whatever support system he has. So that's not the Blue Jays' responsibility. 
But it does sort of feel like, all right, we're going to sweep this out of here. And in the process, and I, I don't really care about about Ken uh, Ken Giles. We'll see. I mean, he's a retread. He is a reclamation project at 27 years old who punched himself in the face, fought with management, and gave up a lot of runs in the postseason last year. So for the Jays, this was win-win. But here's how it gets even more uncomfortable for the Houston Astros. Back in March, Justin Verlander responded about a prospect for the Houston Astros. His name is Darnay Vasquez. And video came out that was released that showed this Houston Astros prospect hitting his girlfriend multiple times. So Verlander tweeted out, I hope the rest of your life without baseball is horrible. You deserve all that is coming your way. So that's what he tweeted out. So now where does Verlander sit? Well, here is Justin Verlander talking about the acquisition of Roberto Osuna. It's a tough, uh, you know, tough situation. Um, I think the thing for us to remember here um, is that you know the details haven't come to light. We don't know the whole story. Um, you know, obviously, um, I've said some pretty uh, inflammatory things about uh, stuff like this in the past, and, and I stand by my words. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, with an ongoing case as is this one, um, it's kind of a you know, to see what happens, but it'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know, I think he plans to talk to us um, when he gets here, and, and uh, you know, I think it's just we'll, we'll go from there, see what happens. Oof, we'll see what happens. We'll go from there. And by the way, Justin Verlander actually doesn't find this situation interesting. That's just the placeholder adjective that he used because he's in a very difficult spot. He, you know, he he's stuck by it. But what if more evidence comes out? What if any evidence comes out? Anything at all? And there's all this stuff that is swirling out there. Baseball doesn't give Roberto Osuna 75 games unless there's some evidence. So many other baseball teams don't pass on Roberto Osuna like Buster only told you unless they have their evidence. And then there's Lance McCullers Jr., 24-year-old, really good pitcher for the Houston Astros. He tweeted out back in March about that prospect, about the video that came out of Darnay Vasquez hitting his girlfriend. The issue here is no one cared as much until a video was leaked, and now everyone is outraged. This is the reality of domestic violence. It's always brutal, always sickening. We must fight for the victims, video or not. He should be in jail. If you need help, find it. People care. Lance, how much do you care about what the Blue Jays have done? Now again, there is the easy retort, and a legitimate one. He's pled not guilty. Hasn't been found guilty. So innocent until. And that debate is for each and every one of you listening. And if you are bummed out that the Jays traded away Osuna and felt it's not fair, fine. I am not going to sit here and yell at you and say, oh, yeah, you don't care about domestic abuse. 
I don't believe in those sort of sweeping generalizations. It's one of the problems with today's society. You want to have a conversation? Great, have the conversation. But if someone disagrees with you, then suddenly you can call them an evil monster. The other side, though, is you are happy. Because usually in these cases, the person is guilty of something. I'm not here to tell you how to think. I'll give you my opinions, um, my thoughts on all of it. We've got a lot more sound I want to play for you. Some other great stuff from Buster Olney. Plus, we'll get into Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper, will he, will he not be traded? Because Buster Olney earlier this morning said Harper will be traded. Now we're hearing from the Nationals that he won't be. What's going on there? Plus, um, thoughts on Marcus Stroman. Will he move? So we will get into that. I'll continue to read your responses in the next segment and throughout the show. You can hit me up at mcause56. I want to know your thoughts. Are you happy? Are you happy that this deal has happened, that Roberto Osuna is no longer a Blue Jay and has been traded to the Houston Astros? Coming up next, I'm going to get into the addiction of winning. Because I'm going to tell you about who this general manager of the Houston Astros is, Jeff Lunau. And when you hear his background, this does not sound like the sort of guy that would take the risk that the Houston Astros are doing right now. We'll get into that next. You're listening to Toronto Today right here on TSN 1050. All right, I'm going to need some help on this one. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. It is a serious day. It's serious show day with Roberto Osuna. And we come out of break with this music. Technical producer uh, Steve, what was your thought process behind this? I can't hear you. You got you to turn your mic on. It was scheduled. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't change it. <laughs> Listen, totally, totally not your fault. Um, it's just, it's like, hey, everybody, welcome back. The Toronto Blue Jays have, oh, God, i got to change my voice in this music. does not work at all for the tone. So you know what we'll do? We're going to do a little, um, we'll get back into Osuna and all that in a second because I want some thoughts on the general manager of the Houston Astros. But you know what? We, we, need, a little, we need a little palate cleanse. But we'll stick with baseball. So give me the uh, Marcus Stroman. Give me uh, clip number eight. Buster Olney, this was from earlier this morning on uh, on Landsberg in the morning. The idea, whoa, well, now that Roberto Suna has been traded and Donaldson, in case you didn't know, is on the 60-day DL. He's been placed. There was an administrative thing. Um, so yeah, you're pretty much not going to see uh, Josh Donaldson again for, you know, the rest of this year, which, by the way, stinks. I mean, which I know it's the captain obvious, but think about Donaldson. 2015, he wins the MVP. 2016, he's fourth in MVP voting. Jays go back to the playoffs. Then last year, struggled with injuries. Team struggled. But he was great in August and September. So you're thinking, okay, final year, bounce back, big contract, get that deal, that generational money, because Donaldson started late in his career, so, you know, hey, he either performs great, he entertains us, or, you know, hey, he performs well and we trade him away and we wish him all the best and we get a oodles and oodles and oodles of young prospects. Well, none of that happened because injury. Um, and also the Jays need to open up a spot on their 40-man roster. So Donaldson placed on the 60-day DL. Trade deadline goes, is the deadline is 4 o'clock today. So then you start playing the wheel. Just spin the wheel of Blue Jays. And you're like, ah, Curtis Granderson. 
Yeah, that's not going to get us back very much. Uh, that guy in the bullpen. Eh, we're not going to get much for him. So who's the one name? Ooh, Marcus Stroman. That's the one guy, isn't it? I mean, look at him. He's, he gets angry. Media doesn't like him. He doesn't like the media. Ripping the team. But 27 years old. Guy's got a lot of talent. Maybe by the time the Jays are ready to compete, he's going to be 31. So why not tr- trade him? Well, here is what Buster Olney had to say about that. I don't think they're going to trade Marcus Stroman, but he's an interesting guy to me today because the San Diego Padres are out in the marketplace right now looking for a young start, youngest starting pitcher who can anchor their rotation as they try to transition into winning. Uh, they, they feel like they need leadership. And there are only a small handful of, of pitchers who would fit that description. They've been talking with the Tampa Bay Rays about Chris Archer. If they can't make a deal there... I do wonder if they're of the mindset of, you know what, even if it costs a sticker price plus 20%, we want to do that. And I, I wonder, given, given the fact that the Blue Jays know that they're not going to win the American League East next year, they have to make that internal assessment, maybe today is the day where they get overwhelmed by the, the Padres with an offer. I think that's, that's a wild card in today's act. Yeah, it's a wild card, but I don't think it's one that's going to happen. And it's funny, if you go and look, now that Bryce Harper... Now that Rizzo and the Nationals have said, nope, we are not trading Bryce Harper, he's staying put. Then it's like, okay, who are the big names? And it's basically Chris Archer. And Archer's a good pitcher. But, you know, that's not a name that's going to wow you unless he goes to your favorite team. You know, Tampa's kind of irrelevant. Chris Archer's, again, he's a good player, but I'm looking up and down the lineups of the players who could be on the move. And, eh, you know, it, it doesn't exactly excite you. Um, the general manager of the Houston Astros, a guy named Jeff Lunau, smart fella, really smart guy. Let me just read you off some of his bona fides. Here are the things that he was involved with before he joined baseball in the early 2000s with the St. Louis Cardinals and was an integral part of their analytics team and helping to build uh, St. Louis. And we've seen them win multiple World Series, even with sometimes less than stellar regular season records. The man holds a dual bachelor degree of science, or a dual bachelor of science degrees, excuse me. I come from a background in theater and history, so when I see science, I get confused. He's got degrees in economics and engineering. He has an MBA. He's worked as an engineer. He's worked as a management consultant, um, a technology entrepreneur. He's worked for giant global management consulting firms. This is not the profile of the guy you expect to take the chance on the player with, uh, with domestic abuse hanging over their head. When you think about that, if I'm going to, you know, play the stereotype game here, you think of old school baseball guy has been in it his whole life and all he is is about winning. He'll do whatever it takes. Jeff Luna was never that guy. He seemed, you know, your more progressive analytical type seemed like the sort of guy where you know a little different perspective because he comes from a background that's not just about sports so when I hear this deal getting done part of me you know just can't help but think about the addictive nature of winning because that's what this is this is about winning at all cost 
And Houston won it all last year. But that's not even good enough. That's not even good enough for Jeff Lunau and Houston. They're taking this risk where they could, you know, they've put two of their best pitchers, Lance McCullers Jr. and Justin Verlander, in a tough spot. Put him in a tough spot because both these guys were very critical of a prospect for Houston who was a video of him hitting his girlfriend. So now what does this do for them? But it just speaks to just when you are wrapped up in it, everything else becomes second place. You care about the image of your team? No, you want the image of your team winning the championship. When you think back to the images of the Chicago Cubs, you know what's one that comes to mind? Oroldo's Chapman. And him celebrating. That image was more important than the Cubs' image. And just to, you know, again, to reiterate this for Houston, this is all about bringing in talent and not really caring about character. I mean, here's Buster Olney just laying it out there. Houston, they now got the best closer that was on the market. So they go out and add the best available closer, and that was Asuna. But they take on all this other stuff on top of it. As they say, I think it's uh, the forgiveness in this case. It, it, this is a classic example of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. The forgiveness directly related to the proportion of the talent. And that's one of the ultimate cliches, uh, rightfully, and one of the tropes in this business. The more talented you are, the more chances we'll give you. Just look at Greg Hardy um, and the chances he got, the pass rusher from Carolina and then going over to Dallas. And that's what this is about. It's about talent acquisition. And we can get into the debate all you want about what is a team's responsibility? What is their role in terms of societal good? Man, I don't have a great answer for that. But it has to be something. It has to count. And I'm seeing that on, on Twitter. You know, that um, you know, Brandon writes in, he, it, had to be, it had to be done just like Chapman Red's Probably didn't want to trade them, but as a baseball club, you have to protect your image as a franchise. And I'll read for you in a little bit what's going on on the Houston Astros Twitter feed and what a lot of their fans are saying. Patrick writes in, yeah, again, I, I, I said it before, had to be done. Return doesn't even matter. Osuna couldn't stay a Blue Jay. And there's a lot of you out there that feel that way, that he can't be here, that that his... What the alleged alleged behavior is so heinous that there is no way he could stay with the Blue Jays. But this gets back to, and just think about this, how intoxicating winning is. Because I bet if you took Jeff Lunau, the president, GM of the Houston Astros, and you went back to the 2003 version, you go back to the version that first came into baseball with St. Louis, and you told that guy that 13-year-older version of you is going to be bringing in Roberto Osuna to try to help your team win, that he's going to take that risk. I don't think the 03 version of Luna would have done it because that one hadn't yet fully gotten addicted to the drug that is winning in professional sports. Not even close. That's something that takes time. And once it's about winning, everything else can sort of go to the side. And there's a lot of fans out there that are fine with that. They don't want morality legislated by professional sports or by their team. For a lot of people, morality, that is about what family 
That is about teachers. That is about things closer to home. That sports shouldn't have anything to do with that. That it's just about winning. That's what makes this topic so difficult. Is there is, I mean, there's so many different angles here when it comes to this. I mean, the only thing, the one thing we all agree on is once there's one little piece of evidence that comes out there that corroborates all the allegations about Osuna, then he's done. And when I talk about this, even if I, you know, somebody will get in the conversation about rehabilitation. Everyone deserves a second chance. You can deserve a second chance, but at the same time, you do need to be punished. And what I can't help but think about is the video. Everything changed when the Ray Rice video came out. It was like, okay, uh, domestic abuse, all right, so what happened? I don't really know. Okay, we'll give him a couple games. NFL, so him a couple games. Then you saw that video, and it was sickening, and it was chilling. And then it's like, okay, he needs to be punished harsher, and the NFL needs to rethink their entire domestic abuse uh, violence policy. And then they did, and everything changed. It's the same thing here. As I mentioned earlier, Lance McCullers, who you know, tweeted out, that it, it, it shouldn't be about seeing a video. And domestic violence, it's always brutal. And now, well, now you're getting a player that is involved in domestic abuse. But so much of this is about the, about the video. And it's sad to say, but seeing the act changes everything. And it shouldn't. We should be able to intellectualize, okay, a man hitting a woman is horrible, it's heinous, and there needs to be serious repercussions. But there'll be a lot of people that are happy that Osuna is a member of the Houston Astros. But if that video was out there, not only would Houston not have traded for him, no one would. He would be gone. Osuna would be exiled and would not be talked about or dealt with. There'd be no conversation with Osuna for the rest of this year and maybe even next. I'll get into next. We'll play you some of the, uh, we'll read you some of the what's going on around the Houston Astros. And the blowback there is just getting bigger and bigger. And also what this means for the other players. Carlo Koliakovo, you know, spoke about it earlier today. How difficult is it in the locker room? He had some interesting quotes, so we will get into that as well. Plus, don't forget, we've got Sound Wars coming up in a little bit as well. Always fun, and I'm just looking at the sea. Uh, I'm looking at the seats here. It's the Phil Kessel Conference. There's always good stuff with that. So we'll get into Sound Wars as well. This is Toronto Today. You're listening to TSN 1050. I'm Matt Cause. Sound Wars, Carlo Sound, and more thoughts on Osuna traded from Toronto to Houston. That's all coming up next. Welcome back, everyone. This is Toronto Today here on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. A gorgeous day in the city of Toronto. Hope you're out enjoying it. Also, if I could just ask for one favor, everyone who's going up north to a cottage, could they all leave by, say, 10 a.m. on Friday, because that's, you know, that I'm going up on Friday, and as we all know, Friday at 1 p.m., the roads are going to be rammed. Everyone, oh, I'm going to leave early, I'm going to get there early. No, 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 no. 
The worst, some of the worst times to go up are Thursday night because so many of you are taking Friday off work, and good, you should. If you can, do it. But then the Friday at noon, oof, just gets absolutely packed. So please, I, I'm begging you. I'm begging you if you can do that. Um, you heard there about the uh, Argonauts uh, in the promo taking on the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks, and of course. The quarterback has uh, one of you know a guy that I really believed in has been benched for Bethel. It's like Bethel McLeod Thompson has it will be getting the start. But I read this one story, and I'm going to get back into Osuna in a second. But Vernon Adams Jr. He's the quarterback for the Montreal Alouettes, and Montreal, you know, they got beat down hard last week by Edmonton, and the the game was in Montreal. And the crowd is just cheering. We want Johnny. We want Manziel. Vernon Adams Jr., quote, Yes, it hurt me to hear that. I have nothing more to say or to give to the supporters, (laughs) excuse me, of Montreal. Never again. Their behavior is very disrespectful. It was not like I was playing badly. I do not want them to ask me for anything, not even a small piece of equipment. So my message to Montreal, if you're in Montreal listening, bonjour, I believe that means hello, uh, don't ask for an autograph from Vernon Adams Jr., the quarterback there, because he will not. He will absolutely not give it to you. Um, get back into Osuna in a second, but we got to have a little fun here. It's time now for Sound Wars. The greatest moments in history are now up to you. This is TSN 1050's Sound Wars. That's right. You know what you got to do? You go to TSN 1050 and you vote. You click on Sound Wars. You vote for your favorites. And we are getting down over here. The Sweet 16 is where we are right now. And this battle is in the Kessel Conference. Now this one, I have never seen this one before. It's seed number, or I haven't heard this one. Seed number two, quote, I saw Baines in the shower. I took a look at Baines in the shower. Uh, He looks like all of Australia. (laughs) He is really put together. Oh, Oh my God. All right, let's go around the room. Um, Was that more funny or creepy? First, start with produce technical producer Steve. Creepy. Thank you. And oh, for the first time, it's John McClain himself. What do you think, there, producer Joe? Yeah, it's it's really creepy because you just have to. Your mind goes straight to the gutter. Yeah, yeah. By the it gutter, goes straight down under. Yeah, the jail. <laughs> Give yourself a timeout. Straight down under. Look at those blooming onions. Time now for seed number four, K- Kessel's Star Wars promo. Oh, yeah. The Force is strong with the Penguins. Join us and fight the dark side when we battle the Islanders on December 7th during our special Star Wars theme night. <laughs> Buy tickets you must. Visit PittsburghPenguins.com. May the Force be with you. All right, Steve, I got a job for you. I just need you to clip. Buy tickets you must. I need you to isolate that for me. Wow. Not to mention when he says <laughs> Islanders, like he can't even read it. Yeah. He stumbles pretty hard on Islanders. So do you think he didn't... Okay, so do you think he just didn't care about this promo? 
but was forced into it, or it's just because he's never been the most comfortable fellow when it comes to being verbose. Um, you know, how much of that was just comfort level, and how much of it was I just don't want to do this. This was Phil totally like I just don't want to do this. Yeah, walking to the shower. Yeah, and they were just like Phil, please. He's like, all right, let's just get this over with. All right, I, I want to play that whole one again, and then that one part isolated. So once again, go to tsn1050.ca, click on sound words and vote. I need to hear the whole thing. Here is the Phil Kessel Star Wars promo. The Force is strong with the Penguins. Join us and fight the dark side when we battle the Islanders on December 7th during our special <laughs> yeah. Star Wars theme night. Buy tickets, you must. Visit PittsburghPenguins.com. May the Force be with you. <laughs> Buy tickets, you must. Yeah, like that part there, if you want to know what mailing it in sounds like, it sounds like this. Buy tickets, you must. Oh, my God. All right, guys, uh, another question. Can we put this out, uh, Producer Joe? I want to put this out for a poll question. Who would be worse to MC your wedding, Phil Kessel or Gary Bettman? Who do you think would be a worst MC for your wedding? Give me the Aaron Baines one again. And Aaron Baines is a, a player for the uh, Boston Boston Celtics. And he is. He's a this big, huge, tall fella. You know, height from his head to his toes. Really big center. I think he wears like the man bun. We can get a poll question with that as well. But I wanna I wanna hear because I gave seed number four a little extra time, so I feel even Steven. Here's seed number two, maybe the creepiest thing you've ever heard in an NBA game. I took a look at Baines in the shower. He looks like all of Australia. <laughs> he is really put together. Okay, why did his broadcast partner not sort of sway him in a different direction? Also, how does Baines feel about this? Because you know at some point someone said, uh, yeah, our broadcast team has been creeping on you in the shower. Do you shower now? With a, do you put the bathing suit on when you shower? Also, what does that look like when it's all of Australia? I have a lot of questions on this. Producer Joe, how are we on that uh, on that poll question? It is currently going up. Who would be the worst option to MC your wedding? Yeah. Bill the Thrill or Jerry Bettman? Yeah. Who would you vote for? I would say Gary Bettman because I wouldn't want people to be booing somebody at my Ooh. wedding the entire time because like my buddies would just boo him the whole time yeah phil would be great yeah because i think he has a little bit of this un he doesn't notice it but he's got a little charm to him you know buy tickets you must oh see okay let me hear that again buy tickets you must give me that buy tickets you must okay you're right see phil would be great because un it would be the unintentional comedy like, you'd be sitting there and drinking and listening to him speak, and, you know, th there would be a lot of comedy. And he'd be sweating, and you'd be happy with the back table, you know, putting back the uh, whatever they're serving at the open bar. I feel that, yeah, that Jerry Bettman would be different. Bettman, he'd be going on too long, and then the father of the bride would get up to talk, and then Bettman, can I finish? Uh, can, can, can I finish? He would make lies. He would also just tell you out and out lies. 
You know, that, uh, no, we feel very good about this wedding. As you know, 95% of all weddings uh, never get divorced. It's 95%. Um, uh, Gary, I think it's actually more 50. May I finish? That's incorrect. It's not 50-50. Everything's working in Florida and Carolina and the Coyotes. I'd like to say the wedding-related revenue has been very high today. <laughs> everybody has contributed to the boost up for everybody yeah. in Woodbridge. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, chi- oh. We could do the rest of the show on just Gary Bettman, wedding MC. How hor- and just him introducing, you know, the bride side. The gr- yeah, you're right. The booing. Yeah, because you get booed. He'd be like introducing the couple, and people would be booing him, like you know, they're in Nashville or something, and he's ruining it. Oh, even better during the actual ceremony, right before I do. Gary would grab the mic and go, you're going to want to hear this. He's going to get on there. <laughs> That's why I'm going Phil all the way. Because Phil would just be like, you guys look, you know, you guys are having a good time here. We're having a good shaker. Buy tickets, you must. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, like, and also, good thing with Phil, you know, he's a good, he'd be a good guy to party with. You know, after afterwards, yeah. Bettman. Be, also, you know that Bettman would be the first to leave. The only good thing I can say about Jerry Bettman as the MC at the wedding is that he would, uh, you know, he'd be sober. He could drive you home if you needed a DD. You know, Bettman. He's not there to party, so you, you, you've got that. So uh, he'd we, send you the bill. Yeah, like oh. he'd book an Uber and then like forward the split fare to you. Oh, oh, and you'd absolutely. Be like, Gary, what happened, man? He's like, "Well, you know, Phoenix is struggling. Phoenix is struggling. We need all the money, so that's 13.95. Do you, do you want to put in a tip? We've got 15%, 18, 20%. Those are our options right now." We needed a good laugh because this is today's show is a heavy show, and it has to be. You know, the, the Osuna being traded, you know, then God, it's, it's, see, I don't even want to say, oh, it's a hard topic. Because when you say that, then people will come back at you and go, no, domestic abuse isn't a hard topic. It's very easy, you know, to condemn Osuna and, you know, anyone that does this. And we've been so bad at this in the past, the way we cover it. And in that case, it's true. I mean, everyone listening right now, let's, let's have a moment of honesty. And, and I've done this as well. Certainly not much in the last couple of years because of the Me Too movement, because of Ray Rice. You read in the paper some player, uh, linebacker, uh, is, has been charged with or, you know, been brought in for domestic abuse allegations. You read the story, eight seconds later, you move on. You know, you move on with everything else in the world of sports. You don't really think about it. You don't put it in its proper context. Well, that all changed when the Ray Rice video came out. It can be difficult to fully just intellectualize what it means by domestic abuse. So it's such a hard issue to deal with, though in some levels it shouldn't be. So that's why I'm glad we're, we're having fun with the, uh, with the sound wars and with the other poll question. Who would be the worst option to MC your wedding? Would it be Phil Kessel or Gary Bettman? You can vote at TSN 1050. Uh, radio is the Twitter account. And again... I guess I should get back to Sound Wars. We sort of got off of that. We got to, we got to finish this off right. Uh, remember, go to tsn1050.ca, click on Sound Wars, vote for your favorite. I saw Baines in the shower, which also just 
Sounds like a really creepy song. Or Kessel's Star Wars promo. Voting for this sound war closes at 3 p.m. Listen to Overdrive later today for the results and for the start of a new Sweet 16 Sound Wars battle on TSN 1050. Hit the extra there, technical producer Steve. Okay, I kind of feel like we didn't really need that. That, that, uh, yeah. Yeah, that 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 one is uh, that one is bad on me. That uh, really didn't feel like it needed to be played. Um, let's hear from Carlo Koliakovo because it's always good to get the players' perspective on issues like right now with what's going on with Osuna being traded from Toronto to Houston. We think of it on sometimes just pure baseball terms here. Okay, look at Houston, third best record in the American League. What did they need help with? They needed a closer. They've been cobbling it together all year and in the playoffs last year. Okay, so it helps. You know, this can help them. Osuna is has been brilliant at that job since he was a rookie back in 2015. For the Blue Jays, okay, makes sense. They needed youth. They get two pitching prospects. They also get back the former reliever, the former closer for Houston. Eh, that guy feels a bit of a throw-in, and I don't think anyone has any expectations on Ken Giles considering you know, just his descent over the last 10 months or so. So there's the baseball side. Then there's the morality standpoint of how dare a team go after a guy with domestic abuse versus it is until proven guilty versus we've seen video in the past um, you know, versus second chances. So there's that debate. But then there's one from the player's perspective. What is it going to mean day in and day out for members of the Houston Astros in that locker? Uh, I thought Carlo Koliakovo from the morning show today had an interesting perspective. The other thing this creates is an elephant in the room. Right. That players just want to talk about baseball. They don't want to talk about something that's out of their control that they have no idea dealing with and now you get I get asked the question about a teammate well what am I going to do am I going to speak honestly and sewer him or am I going to compliment but him it, and say hey he's our teammate now we support him in in whatever situation he's in but meanwhile you're lying to the media because behind the scenes you're talking crap well, about this guy well and so, if you come out and support him and just say hey you know we- so that was the debate from earlier um and it kind of reminded me of the Mike Hoffman situation with the Hoffman family um, and Carlson and the Twitter bullying that was going on. Is you know, a story like this has so many just with so many avenues. How do the wives feel about this? You know, when the player goes home. We'll get more into this in in the second hour. Plus, a reminder: Josh Donaldson has been placed on the sixty-day DL. Scott Mitchell is going to join us in the next hour, our TSN 1050 Blue Jays reporter. And as we go, I'll just read this one tweet, because I think it's important to get all sides of this from John Marshall, who tweets in, Osuna has not been found guilty of anything. Can't we wait for the court to render their decision? We'll talk about that next right here on Toronto Today. You're listening to TSN 1050.